1: strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts it's thunderquack time
0: hello and welcome back to the thunderquack podcast the official podcast of thunderquack.com which you can get early every tuesday over at patreon.com/thunderquack or you can wait and get it late every friday on podcast services across the galaxy i am one of your hosts michael cohen
1: and I'm your other host, Amanda Konkin.
0: Uh, and, uh, wow, it's, this is going to be a weird week. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a weird month, but, uh, <laughs> man, uh, we kind of talked about it when, when the, the, the quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing, whatever word you want to use for it, uh, the pandemic started, that, uh, that eventually stuff was going to start to dry up. And yep. I think we're hitting that period. Where I I now also we're going we're in the summer now we're we're in July which means you know there's there's generally not a lot of new content except this is usually when the movies are happening
1: right yeah
0: but no movies um I I, just, I saw a thing on on Instagram the other day from one of the the accounts that I follow that it's been a full year since a new MCU movie was released and. I have to imagine it with no sense of like wit or irony. That is one of the reasons why I am so frustrated and upset and like quick to anger at the moment. Because like the thing that the, the last thing that was supposed to be a thing that brings me joy. We're going to talk about it in our main topic. Um, was a huge letdown. And so it was like, well, what's on the horizon? Black Widow. I bet it's going to be good. Let's get to Black Widow. When we get a Black Widow, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do that. We got Eternals later in the year. We got this. We got that. Um, Venom 2 was supposed to come out this year. Like, all these these things. You know, like, like like what we gear up for every year when summer movie season starts. And it's like, here's the first domino. And we're going to knock it down. And we're going to ride this all the way out till Christmas. Right? Um, the last great movie... Was Sonic the Hedgehog? Don't get me wrong. As a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, that nothing makes me happier than uh, Academy Award nominee Sonic the Hedgehog. But I and and Birds of Prey, right? Like those those two movies coming out right at the right at at the tail end of the real world uh, falling apart. Um,
1: what do you even call that? Like I don't know. B- B.C.? before COVID?
0: I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like it? we're we're yeah. in like a dead zone and it's like video games have still come out. So that's been nice. Um, like I just you, finished The Last you, of Us Part 2, game. but The Last of Us Part 2 was certainly not an uplifting story. Um, it's, it's uh, I don't know, man, like the world is just kind of a bit of a bummer at the moment. Uh, if you want more on that, if you want to be super bummed out. Uh, make sure that you're giving us a dollar over on, at patreon.com slash like so many of you do. Or, you know, if you really want to throw your money away, you can be a Patreon producer like uh, Jason Samuel, uh, JJ Samuel and, uh, and Brian Murawski are, um, which I appreciate. Look, I have never appreciated all of your pledges and contributions more than I do right now because – it's like, like this, this, this podcast is supposed to be about geeky stuff and like the news and all of that sort of thing. And it's like, I don't know what, like, what do we talk
1: about? We're just being real bummers. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause there's not, I mean, the little scraps that we can, and granted, I think we're going to talk about some of those, yeah. but you just can't get away in, in the stuff. Even, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Even the stuff we're watching is tainted by COVID. Cause I'm kind of like, why are all these people in groups together? Yeah and i don't know but i think it is it is a good little after we had we had a good chat yeah because mike and i started this with like having nothing to talk about and then we talked for 35 minutes about nothing so
0: that's usually how you know, it goes because
1: that's that's how yeah. it goes um but so this this podcast is probably a little bit more of an extension of that yeah. except with a loose outline because we actually have yeah our own personal I'm stuff trying to, to
0: i'm trying really hard to rein this thing in um <laughs> let's start with some news uh clone high nice. is officially coming back I, uh, phil lord and chris miller are reviving the the uh cult hit classic cartoon series clone high um and uh, man like this is insane um i will also note that that uh, a similar show uh mission hill is also i uh, i uh, probably making a a, a comeback um which is from that same era of uh uh, networks thinking that they wanted to get into uh uh, animated comedy um because uh the simpsons obviously was a huge success from way before that because we're talking about like the early 2000s um but then family guy happened and I uh, uh, and and Futurama had happened. It was like there were all of these shows that it was like oh this this is like a viable genre. So all this stuff went into into development, and so there there are a few standouts in there that uh, that that particularly people of, of our generation, uh, millennials are, are gonna are gonna remember. And that's uh, Clone High. Uh, some people are gonna remember Mission Hill, but not as many. And and uh, Undergrads, which I think is like the least of of these three. <laughs>
1: So I read a thing about undergrads, because we're talking about this, in that I didn't realize that the reason that undergrads is important to us is because we're Canadian. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that it was like basically like not aired in America. It was an MTV show that the only reason it it got a a life is because it was a co-pro with Canada. And when Canada has content, well, we're going to play that sucker. So we played all of undergrads all the time. And like our generation totally loves undergrads, yeah. but I'm wondering if it's just a Canadian no, thing. I didn't under, even realize
0: Undergrads <laughs> does. So what happened? So th- this is, this is the full rundown of what happened. These shows on their respective networks, clone high and undergrads were both on MTV. Mission Hill was on, um, on the WB. Uh, and there, there was also uh, the Oblongs, which I think was either WB or MTV. Oh, there, I, oh, yeah. there were there yeah. was like a handful of these shows over a few years. None of them got more than one season. They all got a, a right, single yeah. season because like the, these networks, it's, MTV wasn't known for animated content. The WB wasn't right. known for animated content. They jumped into it and they didn't properly support these shows so they never found audiences and and they were never given the time to to develop right and to 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 build followings um so what happened is they're all canceled after one season so um because so much animation at that time happened in canada a lot a lot still does now um but i i like you say like they're canadian co-productions so they they qualify as canadian content up here so when Teletoon started, which Teletoon was the Canadian knockoff of Cartoon Network before Cartoon Network got, um, uh, oh, man, I can't think of the word for it right now. But uh, I syndicated? Not it's not syndicated. There's another word for it. But like it's basically when they like license out the network name to it. Uh, it's all with Chorus Entertainment. Uh, of right. entertainment is the yeah, one who yeah, does yeah. it all here in Canada. Um, just yeah. brings like like every network up here. Um, but I, I before any of that happened, I, I want to say at the time it was probably Shaw. But, um, I can't, I don't remember. But some one of one of the 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 telecoms, uh, funded this new network called Teletoon, which is basically like the Canadian answer to Cartoon Network, all cartoons nice. all the time, twenty four seven, right? um cable channel when they kind of there was kind of like a in the in the late 90s there was like a like 97 98 there was like a, a cable tv explosion where all of a yeah. sudden like cable tv became something that everybody had because it before that it was like you had like 10 channels and maybe you had like a couple of the cable channels like hbo or whatever or you had a satellite dish so you you could get american stuff like like cartoon network and and that sort of thing but. There's like this explosion of all these new networks and, and Teletoon was one of them. Teletoon grabbed all of that Canadian co-production content and started putting it on TV and they created their own adult swim. It, it wasn't, they, they never like branded it that way at the beginning. It was sort of just this like loose block of like three or four shows.
1: Teletoon at night.
0: Uh, It later, it became Teletoon at night later. Oh, okay, okay. Actually, when Teletoon first launched, like they didn't have those. Actually, maybe maybe Teletoon at night was when they got those those four shows. But at first, it was a lot of anime. It was a lot of like Dragon Ball, and and the reason why they could get away with that is because they were all dubbed in Vancouver. Um, so that (sighs) was like that was their Canadian uh, content quota. Was like, oh, this is like a thirty percent Canadian production because. YTV basically paid them to dub this um
1: i mean there's certain things that you can get with i'm sure it's yeah. more there's tax credit type things and like yeah for you... sure so
0: so eventually like they they put together a couple years in so in like 99 2000 they started doing yeah, maybe they did call it Teletuna Night* right at the beginning but it was i think it was the oblongs mission hill undergrads and clone high it was those four shows to begin with mm-hmm and uh like you said like it was every night it was it was monday through friday and then saturday night was like a movie and sunday night was was weird anime stuff and so i i that was just like that was just what you watched (laughs) that was just what we were all watching everybody was watching clone high and mission hill and, and and undergrads and they became like a cultural thing for our generation um and then the internet happens around the same time and everybody goes online and is like, hey, have you guys seen this thing? Um, and then torrenting happens. Uh, oh, and right. like line yeah. wire yeah. and file sharing and stuff. And if you if you notice, there is a, a very proud Canadian history. For anybody who downloads torrents of TV shows, um, if you ever see city TV in the corner of that, it's because like city tv is a canadian it's a bunch of networks that are, like local networks across canada um and so that's people ripping it off of canadian television because our laws here are a little bit different than they are in the states and uh you can you can download and it's not technically illegal uh it, it's
1: no you can stream and it's technically not illegal it was totally no you download. can
0: you can you can download it you can't be uploading so with torrenting oh, it's like the catch right. 22 Something of like that. downloading yeah, yeah, yeah. is uploading right like you're you're yeah. you're downloading and seeding at the same time so right. that you get caught by your isp for seeding right so right. i uh but downloading technically isn't isn't illegal because there's the it basically comes from when um recordable cassette tapes became a thing and the the Um, the radio networks, the radio stations wanted to make it illegal for you to tape music off of the air. And, and the Canadian government, like the, our, our legal system basically ruled like, no, you, it's like, you you can do this. What we're going to do is we're just going to put a tax on, on writable media, which is still there to this day. So, um, it, it, you, you pay a tax and then that tax goes into a big bucket and then everybody, everybody gets money out of that bucket. Uh, basically, any, anybody who distributes content in Canada gets, gets money out of that bucket. Um, and so because of that, it's technically perfectly legal to record something off of the internet, to record something off of TV, off of uh, the radio, whatever. And, and downloading, unless they've changed it recently, downloading falls under that same, that same law. So for us, it's like, it's like this weird thing. Um, but it made torrenting like a huge, like, like, like sourcing the torrents from Canada, a huge thing, um, because it was all the American content, all the American TV shows without subtitles, without anything weird, uh, on the screen that American audiences or Canadian audiences don't want. Um, and so, so like you notice, like it's a, it's a lot of that. And, and all of these shows clone high, I think chief among them benefited from everybody ripping it off of Teletoon and putting it online um, for, uh, on file sharing sites, and it became like an underground thing of like, oh, if you've seen Clone High, it's like it's this show that was canceled; it's not on TV anymore, but you can watch it on the internet. And and then Cartoon Network caught wind of that and put it back into Adult Swim at a certain point, along with like some of the other shows. Um, And then then these things like became huge Um, because then they got seen by by a bigger audience. Uh, So Clone High is one of those things. And with Lord and Miller, like they've gone on to do the 21 Jump Street movies. They partially directed Solo, uh, the Lego movie, uh, like like all the different things that they've been a part of, all of these huge, successful things. And then Solo also. So Um, there's and 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 so for them to come back to it, like this is a big deal it's, like, it's going to be a it's going to be a big thing.
1: Um yes, I'm very excited for it and I I really like the idea that they wouldn't have aged them like that they're just going to be these eternal children.
0: Well, the 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 mm-hmm. series finale at the time was that everybody gets frozen flash frozen oh, in right. a freezer, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at nice. prom.
1: Oh man, I'm singing the song in my head. It's so yeah, catchy. It's so
0: catchy. Um,
1: Sorry, I do want to just speak to this, too, because you're saying stuff where I'm kind of like, I don't really know what the laws are right now because they've been changing ever since streaming and all that stuff. But one thing that is very true and I just like in industries right now is that you don't actually make money off of the show itself. You make money off of toy products and syndication. So like you want people to buy the show because people want to watch it. Like you want to sell it to multiple territories you want. Right. So it is in people's benefit. Like best interest to just have something grow in popularity even if it's in sort of weird ways that are not necessarily directly from the yeah yeah so yeah yeah so it
0: just goes to show like don't don't ever give up on your favorite show um there's always a chance
1: man they're all coming back around man every single show all coming back (laughs)
0: um it's crazy Um, cool uh let's really quickly just just check in i want to do this every every episode now with what what we've been watching um, right I'll go yeah. first because I'll, I'll I'll be nice and quick short and sweet because I yeah. haven't been able to actually sit down and watch things very much but I uh, we we oh man what did we finish we finished something and then I uh, I dead to me had just the second season just came out and I saw a preview for it and this preview it's always funny when the preview for the second season like it gives you another twist or whatever that you're like well, hey, wait a second! Wasn't that show about something different? And then you go back and you watch the trailer for season one, and you're like, "Well, now I need to know how we got from there to there.
1: Is "Dead Like Me"? "Dead Like Me" is about the
0: "Dead Dead To Me." It's oh, "Dead To Me." Yeah, "Dead Like Me" is a different show. Um, That's
1: the one about the Reapers, right? Uh,
0: "Dead maybe? Like Me," I think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so I haven't watched "Dead To Me." Then. Dead, "Dead To dead Me" is to me that the one? "Me is
0: is uh, Christina Applegate and right and um, Laura
1: Linda, what's your uh, name? Linda face? Cardellini. Um,
0: Which like right there, I'm in, and then uh, James Marsden is also in it, and uh, and so yeah, like like those three, it's yeah.
1: uh, I love James (laughs) Marsden. He does not get enough credit.
0: No, he definitely doesn't. Um, But one of the stars of Sonic the Hedgehog um uh, yes have you you haven't watched sonic
1: yet have you? no you i haven't it. you should watch it. but i will say i was movie. gonna watch i was gonna watch it with my mom so it's like one of our summer it's one of our things for when okay. i go back that we'll watch um, it together awesome i look forward
0: to your reporting back on having yeah. seen sonic that job i'm excited uh, maybe we'll do a watch along no we won't uh, <laughs> i but yeah i crystal and i got into it and uh, i we are enjoying it immensely um we wrapped season one last night, actually. We just finished season one. So nice. we're, uh, we're trying to pace ourselves, but it's a half-hour show, so it's only it's like 20 oh 20 nice. minutes.
1: So I it's really easy that. to go
0: through it. Um, huh. The other thing that I've been watching is that I just I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I I don't like it. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, the gameplay is not my taste, and uh the the voice acting leaves a little bit to be desired because the writing is um what's the word for it i uh, uh, i think i'm gonna go with piss poor um <laughs> the 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 translation is too literal uh i it's it, this is a thing with with anime with japanese translations like i really hate it when stuff is slavish to the point where it's like well that's not that's not how we speak in english and that's not to be like, like I, I want the culture to come across, but I don't want the, the idiosyncrasies of the Japanese language to get in the way of telling a story. Um, There is an
1: art to subtitles that I just absolutely love to dissect because you can tell when you're watching something with really good subtitles.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and fan subs are usually so much better than, than the official ones because the official ones, it's somebody getting paid to do it, so they're just doing it. But when it's a fan, it's like a passion thing, so they're... They're not they like understand, they understand what's the happening and they like why yeah, the exactly. character is saying it. So when you're yeah. translating, you're not just going one to one, this is what they said in Japanese, here's what it translates to in English. They're going like, This is what they said in Japanese, this is what they mean, this is what, yeah. what that means in English. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um so I found myself just growing increasingly more frustrated with it, especially after having just played The Last of Us Part Two which is a masterpiece of a game and a masterpiece of storytelling to be honest like it just a movie book tv show comic it doesn't matter uh it it sort of transcends that because it's so there's just so well done um both last of us games um so going from that and switching over to final fantasy 7 remake it's like one of these things is not like the other and I and I said to Crystal like I made the comments I was like if I wanted to watch garbage anime I would just watch garbage anime, and then I went like <laughs> I could turn this game off I could delete this game from my PlayStation and just watch some anime, and not yeah. and it doesn't have to be garbage it can actually be awesome it can actually be really good, um, and so I I did a quick check of like where where does this show that I want to watch stream, uh, it's on Funimation um and uh the the show is Escaflone, which i uh,
1: i wondered you typed it and i've never heard of this and i was like what the heck is it's this show
0: super good um nice. i love it i uh, the 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 elevator pitch is uh a teenage girl hitomi who runs track that's sort of her thing uh she um she somehow gets a, a tangled up in a young prince's quest to slay a dragon. (laughs) Nice. Um, He has to slay this dragon because he needs the heart of the dragon, uh, which is a a mineral called energist that he needs in order to go back to, to take the throne, become the king and power his giant robot called Escaflowne. So she ends up like, like he kind of trip passes over into our world She gets tangled up in his story and then ends up back on his world, which is called Gaia, which is invisible to us on Earth. Um, But he like he like from Gaia, you can see the Earth and the moon and it actually like like Gaia is actually orbiting Earth and they call Earth the mystic moon because Gaia is bigger than Earth. So it's like it's like this invisible world, Um, and on it there are uh, dragons and cat people, and uh, like there's like more than cat people. There's like all sorts of like animal people, like animal people hybrid sort of things. It's an anime thing, Um, and and everybody's got giant robots called uh, Gaimalefs. Uh, because anime, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. And and the and there's like a mystery sort of thing about the main character and and his brother, who's the bad guy. it's very there's actually like a lot of Star Warsy type of like uh, like an evil empire versus the the sort of um, uh, resistance rebellion sort of thing. Uh, and it's just it's incredibly well animated um it's got a beautiful hd transfer which i didn't realize when i was getting into it i was like Mm -hmm. i was like i'm buckled up like i'm getting i want to watch through escaflowne because i haven't in forever basically since it aired on ytv uh in 2000 and uh, i have to google this i I love it and and i tuned into the first episode on my 55 engine was like why does this look so good looked it up and it was like oh it got it got an hd transfer in 2016 um cool and uh it's only
1: 26 episodes yeah yeah
0: and a movie um
1: i'm always worried about anime sometimes because i'm like am i in for 150 episodes or this is
0: specifically why i was like i'm gonna do it um because i actually own it on dvd but i was like uh, but when i saw that it was on stream it's like this is easier because it'll keep track of where i am i don't have to switch discs whatever um so i actually like like i gave funimation their money they're five ninety nine for the month, and we'll see if I continue nice. after this. Um, I nice. know that I need to watch My Hero Academia, and it's on there, so I'll, I'll probably finish that yeah. And if I'm still feeling the anime vibe, I'll nice. I'll jump into that. But um, but yeah, Funimation I, has
1: good subs. Though. Yes, uh,
0: much better yeah. than the Crunchyroll stuff, I think. Yeah. Um,
1: I haven't I haven't watched Crunchyroll in a while,
0: but uh, but yeah, I, but Funimation. I will say I am not watching it subtitled. I'm watching it dubbed. I I'm not one of those. Uh, elitist anime people that's oh, it's to do not
1: themselves. elitist it like the thing is yeah and this is because if we go into my stuff it's because i've been watching korean yeah. stuff is that it helps you understand the subtitles because you start to understand certain words so you know when the subtitles are lying to you <laughs> and like there's just certain things about the context that you get a bit more with the original language I think I don't know. I could just be I could just be crazy. And I I don't watch a lot of anime, but I I think it's like my own like like adamant like I the reason I watch Korean dramas is because of the language. I just love it. I just love like hearing it and like the intonation and that you can just tell what they're saying to one another. And it's just funny to see how it's translated. Like that's part of the sure. the joy for me. I just love anyways, but that's cool. I do like I think dub is is easier with anime because it's animated. And you're not like the voices aren't like obviously like I did watch I think I watched, or on High School Host Club dubbed the first time I watched it. But then I watched it subbed. I'm pretty sure.
0: Um, Escapolone has a really but, good dub, so it's nice. it's, uh, yeah. Um,
1: Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking that Funimation has good dubs. I think I don't I know just if think I've they ever do better, I think they do tittles. a better job all around. But yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited for us. What are you watching? good. Um, well, uh, as, as I say, I have been watching some Korean dramas that probably nobody has. Mind you, I've, I decided that I just wanted to watch like top. Okay. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with like normal, like that. I haven't been able to watch anything. I haven't been able to watch anything. I've been so like discontent. I've been doing crosswords and I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch something on Netflix. What is this random show with Richard Gere where he plays, um, Oh, what is it the round table and Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot. So, um it's called The Last Night. It's like a, it's like a classic like Richard Gere and like Sean Connery movie. I don't know if you've ever watched oh, no, The Last Night. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's
1: it's it's Very long um, and kind of because it's like a movie from the 80s, right? Which is like, it just like they they move a little differently. So I was just like doing a crossword and like watching this movie and it was good. It like made me like want to get into more stuff. And I was like, hey, I could watch Merlin because that's also about um, like the Knights of the Round Table. And then I started.
0: uh, uh, Sorry, there's actually a a new Arthurian uh, uh, story coming out that's (gasps) about a, a female Ooh,
1: right. so that's exciting and it's, um, but it's like
0: it's oh man i her name's right on the tip of my tongue from 13 reasons why she she oh. was supposed to play tony stark's uh adult daughter in at the end of Endgame. um
1: oh i don't know the actress i so i can't help you
0: i want to say something but i'm not going to continue i'm i'm gonna look it up.
1: <laughs> you look it up um but anyways so then i started watching merlin because I've never watched Merlin, and oh boy, I love that British television Sorry. just like casts anybody. It's yeah, you it out? An,
0: yeah, it's connected to another yeah. one of the things that you're going to talk about, Catherine nice. Langford, who is also in Knives Out. Um, yeah, so.
1: Oh, Catherine Langford. Uh, cool. What's her? What's and, her? What's oh, her she's show? the chick that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her.
0: Cursed. Um, Cursed is the new show. It's and it, I think yeah, it's Netflix. It's it starts soon. And
1: it starts in it's a King Arthur show.
0: Uh, yeah, what if the sword cho- chose a queen?
1: Ooh. Uh, so,
0: like, I'm down. I'm down. I'm like, you give me some and legend, but, like, it's a, it's a pretty lady. I, nice. Because I quite like Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why. Um, and she's pretty, she's uh, pretty good in the
1: out. But. It's based on a Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler novel, I guess. Oh, is it? Interesting. Well, cool. oh, that
0: comes out really soon. Yeah. It's
1: coming out in, like, ten days. Oh, yeah. Holy.
0: Nice. Holy. And then like a week after that we got Umbrella Academy season two.
1: Oh yes, I'm so Maybe excited weeks, for that. But yeah. Oh, so Merlin is actually in this and there's actually another Arthur. Yeah. Hey, there's a black Arthur. Go Devin Terrell. Cool.
0: Yeah. I we look, we're gonna be talking about this show. This there's this yeah there's no way that this show this show is a Thunder Quack show. So This is exciting. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'm sure they, they that I'll be able to rope you into watching it. Um,
1: oh yeah the and the thing is but this is like the kind of bummer thing is that i didn't really get into merlin but the thing that i liked about it is that i didn't realize that um like lena luther is um morgana and i just thought that that was really cool i just love that there's only like so many actors that act (laughs) in like science fiction television and like they're all sort of anyways but also i really love that merlin is so nerdy like he's so like he would never have been cast if it was an American show. I just love that British television is so great in like yeah. their casting that it's just they, they cast these like awkward looking people and they just so perfect for these roles. Like it's really great. And I can see that I would really enjoy it. So I might continue to watch Merlin. But anyways, I haven't I haven't quite gotten all the way through Merlin, but I, I did it. I did start it. And now I'm and now maybe I'll just switch over to cursed because that seems like my jam. Um But anyways yeah and then uh knives out like you said i finally watched knives out i watched it with my parents and i'm so mad that i thought like i just like had all these speculations throughout and then i forgot that i knew who the murderer was because it had gotten spoiled for me and i just had forgotten while i was (laughs) watching the movie (laughs) like i'm such an idiot
0: you and i have very different brains
1: I just, yeah, I just totally, like, willed myself to not want to know what had happened. It was so enjoyable. And also, like, there's only so many things that I can watch with my parents that we all really like. And so to find something like that where we were all, like, really into it. And I felt like I was really annoying because I was like, okay, it's got to be this. And my parents were like, what are you shush? Anyways, so, but um I highly recommend, if you haven't watched Knives Out, it's quite fun. Um, yeah, I need, to, I to, I do, watch, I need I to do a second watch obviously. of
0: knives, knives Out.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure and then Hamilton cuz it just came out uh, and I yeah. I had to be fair though I had watched a bootleg version of Hamilton before okay so it wasn't my first time watching it but it was no less powerful I'm going like,
0: to I'm going to I'm going to make an effort I mean like not that I haven't been making an effort since it was released on Friday but I'm going to make a really concerted effort uh, with Crystal to to sit down and watch Hamilton before we record next week so that we can talk about it Nice. Yes. Um, and if I do manage to do that I think it'll probably end up being our main topic because it's I th- obviously I got could... a lot of stuff in you know with today and,
1: and yeah, with today but also theater Yep. like I think it's important to talk about theater at these times especially with our background being from theater right I would love to be yep. able to talk about it so I'll leave that and then I'll go right circle right back around to my Korean dramas that this is like me like it was like a trigger where I just finally had gotten back and it took I was it took me all like the last few four months. I just couldn't binge anything. I haven't finished Parks and Rec. Like I started Parks and Rec at the beginning of quarantine. I haven't finished it. Like I'm enjoying it, but I'm just like not like gripped by anything. Anyways, I had started this Korean drama called My Love from the Star, which is about an alien who has lived in Korea for 400 years. Um, So it, it was like this perfect, and he falls in love with a movie star. And so it was like my favorite things about Korean drama, which is like, about actors, because I think that drama is about actors is fun, but also, like, about the Joseon dynasty, like, the his- like historical stuff. It was, like, all mixed into one, and aliens like they're like my favorite anyways it was really fun and so it finally like because i had already started watching it a little bit i didn't have to start from the beginning and i got right into it right away and i was able to finish it this weekend i took a break to watch hamilton because i was like well i don't want to like oversaturate my brain with stuff i'm gonna watch hamilton i'm gonna have like dinner and it's gonna be my thing but then i got right back into the korean dramas and then after that was done i decided to watch another korean drama that was like a lateral move it's a it's another one about a about a um about a actress so I'm starting to watch all these things about actresses but who shapeshifts like once a month and she falls in love with a man who can't recognize faces and it's the cutest and I love it and I'm in the middle of it right now but I just love that like these Korean dramas have this weird supernatural bent to them and it's just like normal romance dramas like they have all the same tropes they have all the anyways so I'm really enjoying watching these ridiculous korean dramas right now and i'm glad that i'm like excited about something on television because i haven't been for a while and i just love that like when quarantine started i told myself i was like amanda all you need to do is get back into korean dramas and mm-hmm. then you'll be fine like that's that's like like that's your jam you'll you know you'll you'll and so it's taken up until now and i'm just so pleased that i actually genuinely like i'm in the middle of an episode right now and i just want to like when we're done i'm gonna finish watching it <laughs> and i'm very excited so anyways and i just love that they just like it's like they made television for my demographic. Like it's so, exactly what I want. I want everybody to have a happy ending. I want. I want them to fall in love. I want all of the corny. It's just, I don't know. The t- TV is a wonderful thing that it just exists. Oh,
0: you know what? I, I have to I have to add something onto mine. Oh, good. Because uh, you made me think of it. Um, Shira and the Princesses of Power. Um, oh yeah. The first season, I never really it it didn't really click. Um, but then I started seeing stuff from the recent seasons, especially season four, um, which is the most recent one. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I got to get back into this. Like I got to power through cause I think it's going to be like adventure time and a couple of these other shows where it's like, kind of starts off as like each episode's kind of its own self-contained thing, but then the mythology builds as you go. And I was totally right. So I got back into it, watching it with the girls, which is great. Cause it's totally ex- accessible and safe for them. Um, but interesting and fun for me. So, I uh, so it was easy to just kind of power through it. We, 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 I basically binged it with them. And then at a certain point I was like, I'm not even going to wait for them. I just finished it <laughs> on my <laughs> own. <laughs> nice, um, nice. and I, and I don't want to spoil anything cause I want people to go watch it, but, um, it is, I mean, I posted it in the, in the Thundercrack Patreon, uh, group, uh, it it is quite possibly the gayest show on TV, nice um, in the best possible way.
1: I have heard that. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah
0: like awesome. the it's a show where if you found out that somebody was in a heterosexual relationship, you'd be like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> like it would be a little. <laughs> I bit, guess it's okay. It would be a little bit off, Because um, <laughs> yeah. uh, because everybody else, it's like you just kind of like. The, and the great thing about it um, is that, like, it's never, no one ever draws attention to it. It's never, like, a reveal. It's never, I, I shouldn't say it's never a reveal, but it's never, like, a, like, a, oh my god, this is such a big thing.
1: Or, um, like, the thing that it's about. Yeah, I that's, that's, think that's probably that's... the best way
0: to put it. It's not about that. Um,
1: I actually have, a like, a, th- like, and it comes back to, too, with representation yeah. in television that it's very rare to find a show where a white woman is married to a black man. And that's not what the show is about. Yeah. And, and that you can name them on like one hand. And mind you, I did this like five years ago. I haven't like, I read think, it. but it's, yeah. but it's that it's important. It's an important distinction that it's just part of what you're watching. It's not yeah. like what it's about.
0: Yeah. And, and um, I just, I think it's so important. And, and, and I saw a, a great tweet today of a, uh, of a, a mom uh, recording her her daughter sitting and watching the the season four finale which is the most recent episode um, and uh, and what happens at the end of it and uh, and this little girl is kind of like like it's sort of the buildup to it, and you know what's coming you know what's coming <laughs>
1: um,
0: and it's what you 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 just been you've been ask, you've been just dying for it Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's coming, and you can see this little girl just like craving this this result, and then but right before it happens, she like starts to break down, and her mom has to be like, no, no, no watch, watch, and and then it happens, and she just like bursts into tears, you know, like joyful tears, and it's just like it was it it was so moving, and and I I I retweeted it, and I was just like in my head i was like this show is going to have an impact on a generation of kids specifically i think on on young girls um for the better uh because it is showing and i hope that there are, that there are young boys watching it it's it's she ran the princesses of power so it's going to be a hard sell for some some boys but um but but i hope that that like i did when i was the reason why i like shira is because when i was like the age that that show is aimed at now i was watching the original shira i was also watching he-man but i always preferred shira cuz her transformation was better um, <laughs> nice. and I, I i don't know i just like i liked the characters in, in on her show better than i liked the ones on he-man as much as i also love he-man um, but i i it just like it it normalizes the 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 full spectrum of gender identity and sexuality in a way that i don't even think that there are really any adult shows that do it because kind of to your point all of the adult shows make a big deal about it it's a thing right if a girl kisses a girl it's a thing like whoa everybody stop the episode there's a girl kissing a girl if a if a guy is gay then uh there's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big deal because he's gonna be going after a guy that he knows is gay but that is still in the closet so there's gonna be a story about that his his uh, potential partner coming out of the closet and it's like it like that's that's what it is on riverdale every time right like it's it and as much as as uh, those shows are also great and progressive and 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 should be celebrated too. It's like, here's a show for kids that doesn't talk down to them. It doesn't uh, patronize them at all. Um, And it does. It also, it doesn't preach. It's not like this is better. It's just, this is the world, the Eternia, the, the planet that they live on. It's just, nobody ever says anything. Nobody ever questions it. Like if a, if a boy wants to kiss a boy, it's like, you go get that boy, right? Like, it's it's not about the the gender dynamics and a, and a, a duality and, and all of that sort of stuff that, that we are fighting against uh, in our society. It's just, like, there, it's just fine. Be you. As long as you're a good person, that's the only thing that anybody cares about. As long as you're uh, heroic and loving and caring. and gen- And the other thing about the show that's so great is that, like... All of the problems are solved with friendship, love, compassion, all of that. And it's just like but again, not in like a uh you have to put down your weapons and hug it out. It's like no, it's just like like the the characters don't go after solving it that way. It's just like when Shira shows compassion three episodes later, that ends up having consequences that now we can defeat the bad guys right like it's right. It, it it's it's just it's done in such an expert um subtle way uh it's it's just it's such a good show and then the animation is awesome as well um and then the design is all all top notch it's it i think it's a really really great show that everybody should watch whether you have kids or not should we take a break Ugly. for some ads
1: what a good idea cool
0: Okay, uh, we're back from our ads. We're going to crank out our main topic. Uh, it's going to be really quick, and I'll sum it up uh, this way. Uh, Star Wars sucks. <laughs> I, I know you guys didn't expect to hear me say that. Um, maybe I need to unpack that a little bit. Is that it?
1: Maybe. I, I mean, I was curious where you were going because yeah. you wrote it on this breakdown. Okay, Mike made me read a document for today's yeah. podcast. So I'm we gonna usually don't you, have to I'm do gonna documents. Make you do it every week we now have to be official yeah. and stuff with podcasts it's very but hard the greatest me, part about it it's very
0: hard for me to put the appropriate tags on the posts and to write the episode description when like you know you our know conversation it about. meanders <laughs> yeah, and it's like so now i have a document true. where i'm like that's what the episode was about um, that's
1: i mean i do i do like it i wrote down vaguely what i was going to talk about and like mike like wrote in the document he's like write the names out and yeah. so i did but um, but I saw you say Star Wars sucks, and I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not even. I'm just gonna let you, I'm just gonna let you run with that one, whatever you'd like. Yeah,
0: uh, Star Wars, the actual entity of Star Wars, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it is neutral at worst, and and generally pretty awesome. I think that you guys <laughs> know that I feel that way. Uh, every once in a while, something in Star Wars actually sucks what I'm talking about is that the idea, um, not even the idea what star Wars has become in the last 10 years. And this is before the Disney acquisition. Um, that sucks. I, and I think a lot of it has to do with social media. I think it's changed the way that we converse with each other. It's definitely changed discourse around popular stuff. Um, Star Wars being one of the most popular things, uh, the discourse is uh, vast, um, to say the least, and <laughs> and there are. I think what we're experiencing with the Star Wars fandom right now is not that different from the splintering of uh, of of Christianity. <laughs> if i can if i can be so bold as to make this analogy with it although i don't even think it's an analogy i think it's a one-to-one like this is they are the same thing <laughs> um star wars is a religious experience for some people uh it, the 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 way that people treat canon versus non-canon um the 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 way that movie releases are treated as as doctrine and dogma it's like it's scripture right uh to 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 the the hashtag uh true star wars fan tm right and it's created a dynamic where your interpretation of star wars might not be the same as somebody else's interpretation of star wars and rather than have a conversation about it uh tribalism ensues and camps build up, and uh, if you're not in this camp, then you're in this other camp, or you're in this other one, and if you don't like this, then you can't like that. Um, and and I, I don't think that The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker created this dynamic, but I do think that their shortcomings are amplified by it. Um, and it's making being a Star Wars fan not fun. Uh, it's making it a lot of work, and it's making it um, really, really difficult. Uh, and and it, it's been especially bad since the Rise of Skywalker came out. Um, now, I am going to say the Rise of Skywalker I think is a is a is an objectively poor film. Um, and the further away we get from it, the the more confident and comfortable i am with saying that it's really difficult because it is the final installment in a nine movie saga of which there are 11 movies yeah. uh really because there's solo and rogue one as well and and, w- and we want these things to be the best that they can be the rise of skywalker does not live up to the potential of star wars it just doesn't um and 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 that's not even just you know like me that, that's really me trying to remove myself from it, my own beliefs around Star Wars, my own ideologies around it, and just mm-hmm. understand the structure of what Star Wars is um, from a mechanical standpoint, from an objective, like the things that we can quantify about Star Wars and whether or not the rise of Skywalker does those things well, right? Um, and I think that, that if you go back to our, our uh, watch-along, uh, it is it is quantifiable there are a lot of serious problems with that story that don't hold up to scrutiny that don't link into other things um and that actually like straight up just contradict not rewrite not reimagine not put things in a different light it's just straight up contradict like just like we're just gonna ignore the fact that palpatine died because for the story we need to bring him back So we're not going to address how we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to make some really vague allusions to that. And we're going to let like the sloppiness, the laziness and the arrogance of whatever, some other writer will come along and fill in my plot hole later. That is the attitude of, of that movie all over the place. Right. Um, And I think that that, I think that that has made the discourse around the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker really difficult and really toxic but it's because you've got people that are reacting to different things in it um all of that is to say that i have found a weird oasis in the midst of this desert or actually that's that's not even the right uh, analogy i think it's the eye in the storm oh um and <laughs> don't mix those analogies and that is uh, female Star Wars fandom, and I Yay. and I'm trying to be really careful to tread lightly in that territory, and um, and 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 observe and listen as much as possible, um, uh, and to to when I do interact, to try and do it in a very positive, uh, constructive way, and to keep my criticisms to myself because they're <laughs> not needed. Um, but what I'm finding is that. That that part of the fandom um, is so much more uh, constructive, wholesome, uh, I, uh, caring, and compassionate than the than the part of the fandom that I come from, which I and, and I've contributed to, which is like the 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 like hate for clicks and uh, like let's criticize the crap out of this because we can not because we should not because there's something actually to criticize and let's just talk off the cuff without really knowing what we're talking about. Um, and I think like, that's a very male, uh, uh, way of going about things. Um, and, and before that makes people bristle, just think about, you know, a lot of male stereotypes and, the uh, Tim Allen Home Improvement. Let's fix the dishwasher by putting a high-powered motor in it, and then the dishwasher Ugh. explodes across. How the, problematic right? was that
1: show, man? Oh,
0: absolutely, <laughs> because because the flip side of that is his nagging wife, and it's like the two yeah. of them are are yeah. both the, yeah. the 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 far extreme examples of how not to be uh, a good representation of your or a representative, I should say, of your uh, of your gender, but. Um, But, but like those stereotypes, stereotypes exist for a reason. Right. That's, that's a, that's a common phrase. Uh, and, and it, I think it like, it's the, the guys don't ask for directions, right? Like stuff like that. And I do think that those enforced stereotypes find their way into behaviors, um, whether we want them to or not, it's
1: prescriptively right. Yeah. There's something prescriptive about stereotyping that that you like live up to. In it's a way. the self
0: fulfilling prophecy just, element, yeah. Of it, right? And and the the male fandom around Star Wars is I just the more I dig into the female fandom and and I'm listening to podcasts and watching uh, YouTube videos and 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 really just trying to listen and learn. Um, the more difficult it becomes to go back to the the male fandom, and and when I say that I'm going to be very specific, the unenlightened, closed off, uh, gatekeeper male fandom, because there are other men in in the fandom like myself that are trying to understand this other part of the fandom that's always been there. Um, That was just not acknowledged. Right. And uh, so like, like there are, there are, and, and, and I like to think that we're all allies and that that's the reason why we're doing this work is because we're becoming aware of like, dang, we, we've been ignoring this part of the, of, of a culture that we're a part of for so long. And, uh, and, and that needs to be corrected. Right. So, you're going to notice over on Faster More Intense, uh, I have a bunch of guests lined up for the next month, and nice. they're all women. They're all women, <laughs> and, and I didn't necessarily plan it, but when I said to myself, who do I want to bring on the show, uh, it's all the people that I've been talking to about Star Wars lately, and, and it's, it's women. Uh, and I'm not mm-hmm. that interested in what another guy has to say about Luke Skywalker, but I am really interested about what women have to say about Rey and whether or not they find her journey fulfilling. I want to know how they feel about the Mandalorian and this, um, this image of a father uh, uh, and a son, <laughs> like this very, this very fantasy-driven, um, uh, samurai-inspired story of a father and a son. Right, like, like these. The the biggest thing. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to let you talk, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> the biggest thing for me is that I am hearing ideas and expressions that I have never heard before. And if you've listened to me podcast about Star Wars at all, I should hope that the one thing that is really clear is that what I want out of Star Wars is not what I expect. Right. Like, I want to be surprised by it. I want to. I want it to challenge me. I want it to push me in new directions. And Star Wars is always at its best to me when that's what it's doing. When it's when it's digging into new territory or it's taking a left turn where it should have taken a right turn. Um, but with care. <laughs> Not like The Rise nice. of Skywalker, yeah. which is just um, doing donuts in a parking lot. <laughs> uh, but, but like The Mandalorian, which by all... Uh, accounts like in the lead up to it it's like oh well here comes an action star wars show it's going to be game of thrones star wars all the things that everybody was saying about it leading up to it and then what is it it's actually a really caring gentle story about family and responsibility and fatherhood and
1: yeah i uh, actually yeah that's uh, totally true
0: you know and and and, yeah and and like i i the next raising the next generation and how the community is involved in that and stuff all of these ideas totally unexpected and the (laughs) mandalorian is probably the best thing in star wars uh in the last in the last year or two so um yeah so i'm just experiencing all of this stuff and it's sort of renewing my faith and my 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 vigor for star wars which i think has been kind of beaten down a little bit um but it's just it's difficult because i go on twitter and i see all of the obnoxious opinions and the vitriol and the hate and then and but then i also see i i the great stuff this awesome stuff coming from from these very intelligent here's the here's the thing okay i said i was gonna stop but this is the last thing (laughs) i just have to say it because it's a huge compliment and i feel good about saying it I I haven't listened to a Star Wars podcast in a long time where I feel like the person on the other end of it knows more about Star Wars or understands Star Wars better than I do mm-hmm. but I started listening to a few of these uh, uh, women-led podcasts and uh, uh, What the Force is, is the number one that, that that has like completely changed the way that I'm that I'm looking at star Wars that and wit and folly on, on YouTube, those two shows, um, have shown me that the things that I thought that I knew a lot about, I, I have scratched the surface and I've been lying to myself in saying that I'm an expert on these things on like Cambellian myth and, but because they talk about it, um, and, and I'm like, oh uh, what and i have to stop the, the video and i have to like go back and listen again and or or the podcast like and i'm learning so much and i uh, for someone awesome. who thinks that they know everything about star wars i think that that means a lot um, yeah and it, and i think that there's a that there's a reality that there's a lot of guys out there who think that they know star wars backwards and forwards but that uh, that haven't actually done the homework. They just think because they see themselves in Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or Poe Dameron or Obi Wan Kenobi that they that they somehow have a deeper connection to Star Wars than other people. Clearly, not the case. I yield my time. Uh, <laughs> uh, you go ahead, Amanda.
1: I mean, this one this was yours, but I, I and so I I am really keen to jump off of what you're getting at here. As someone who has spent her whole life in the female fandom. Um, Specifically in that I didn't really realize that there was a difference. Because, and this is probably just my way of curating stuff is such that I don't get the vitriol. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't engage in those conversations. And I don't think I'm any less excited or adamant or like engaged in the fandom i think that i just curate stuff now granted i use pinterest not tumblr i don't actively right like there's a difference between like active and passive fandom and so i get that i'm a bit more passive but like my Pinterest is very carefully curated that I can find the most obscure, awesome, wholesome stuff that's totally like this jam of my fandoms from all over the place. We talk about this all the time that, like, I get Pride and Prejudice Reylo fandoms all the time. Like, the same, they're, they're the same. Yeah. And so, like, those circles, like, know what I'm looking for and is just, like, feeds me in this beautiful way but now that you're talking about it, it could be because that's what I'm looking for. Like, and maybe there's something about that, right? That that I don't I don't come to defend or come to fight. I come to enjoy. And there might be a little bit of, if if we're gonna get into that that gendered discussion, which I think is important because that's like at the core of what you're talking about here is that that sort of self righteous soapbox that people have to feel like they can't be talked down to. I, I mean. Women get talked down to all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a society in which like, it's not, you're not going to get your back up or get riled up. You, you just, you're, you're kind of like, well, you're wrong and I'm right. And so whatever, I'm not going to engage with you right now because that's ridiculous. And I know myself better than you will. And that might be, that's very reductive. And I understand what I'm saying is very reductive. And I understand that there are a lot of terrible people of all genders out there that just want to be mean and engage in in these hateful ways but at the end of the day when i when i love something i find people that also love it for the reasons that i love it and i I actually this is so weird and tangential but i i hung out when i first got back to vancouver i had a friend who was staying at my house and she had to come over to grab some of her stuff and we sat out on the patio and just she 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 set herself up to like tell me this story that she thought that I was just gonna be like disagreeing with her, where basically she said, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I don't have any crushes right now because you're not really seeing people. And you're like, well, I have just a good a chance of, you know, seeing Chris Evans as I do all these other people. So right now, Chris Evans is my COVID crush. And I'm kind of like, oh my God, me too. He's my, he's my favorite Avenger and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I did not expect, nobody has been saying that and it's like well it's because it sort of comes from like it's not an obvious choice and it's a conversation that i just sort of i'm like why would i why would i counter you or why would i get an argument with you telling me something i'm not going to be like that's a stupid choice i'm going to be like hey i like this person i have similar thoughts as you because i've surrounded Mm -hmm. myself with people that think like me even though i mean this is my friend that like i i i read very few of the same books she's a very cerebral and she watches stuff that i just don't understand um so i just love to be able to connect with her every now and then about certain things so it's not like we don't fight about stupid things but when it comes to like stuff that you're passionate about or stuff that you love i just i think that that's just a way better place to come at is to find people that just love it with you and just and then just enjoy it like well, that's the point of fandom to me and you talk about this all the time and I, so i'm not unfamiliar with it i understand that there's like this vicious side of the internet and all the stuff that happened with um um kelly
0: yeah kelly Marie tran
1: yeah 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 kelly Marie tran like like, I get that that exists, but I also, I think, I think part of it is maybe I'm just willfully ignorant, right? Because I engage with what I engage with. And even, even just in my life or in my work, I have a tendency to like, when people are talking to me, they know what they can and can't talk about. Like I've, I've had times where like people have been starting a conversation where they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about that because Amanda's here and she'll have problems with us saying stuff that's like a little bit sexist. And I'm kind of like, Yeah. I will. So that's fine. Let's talk about something else. Great. So I, like, I, I sort of, I guess, pre-curate what I engage with. And so maybe I'm not the best litmus test for this conversation, (laughs) but it's to say that I think that what you're talking about is I'm hoping, like, I'm not, I'm not the only one of my kind, right. In terms of like, just women that love stuff and want to talk about it and want other people to talk about it too. Like, that's not, that's not, it wasn't It wasn't until I got older that I realized that not everybody, like, spent an entire summer in their childhood watching Star Wars over and over and over yeah. again. And that, like, being a nerd was a thing or being a geek was a thing. And me even, what, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was a terrible human when I was, like, 18, 19, 20. And, like, through college, like, I probably wouldn't be friends with me now. And I just, like, leaned into it and just started loving stuff passionately. But it never went away. It just became more vocal when I found people like me on the Internet. So, or like spaces where I could just be who I was. And when I found my friend circle and when when you find the people that you can talk about who then show you like fan fiction sites, like I didn't read fan fiction on my own. I found that because, oh no, that's not true. I did read that. Well... No, I had friends that would like share stuff with me and I just found found your way on the internet and cuz I had these wonderful like golf my first fan fiction ever was a twilight fan fiction that my friend had sent me because I was sad that twilight ended and so I read another and it's like to this day I I have reread that fan fiction a couple times actually it's just because the thing is it doesn't take that it doesn't it it matches the book pretty well in terms of like (laughs) literary literary quality and so it just seems like a continuation and i enjoy it because i wanted to live in that world a little longer and i had friends who knew that i wanted to do that so it was just nice that anyway so i'm very excited that you are finding this um for yourself and um and i i'm glad like that is a way that i would choose like if you I don't, I don't understand what the point is of loving something nerdy if you're just going to like fight about it again, make the world a better place. Was that something that we were talking about on this or in the post podcast? I can't even remember, but just like finding ways to make the world like suck a little less. And I think that like, that's one of the purposes of, of geekdom and of fandom. Mm -hmm. And if there's ways that you can do that, why would you, why would you spend your time being angry on the internet? I just, there's so much better things to do. Unless you're being angry at Nazis, in which case you should probably continue to do that because yeah, definitely keep they doing deserve that. to be yelled at. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think that it's just the it's just the 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 social encoding that that boys get, um, where it's it's more important to be right than uh, 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 kind. I think is right. I'm, I'm having a or, hard time putting it together because, because I think that's what it is, is that it's like, it's
1: it, or like weakness it's to show weakness, yeah. right? Like, it's like, if you can't win, then you're lesser. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's part of that ingrained sort of prescriptive. Well, I mean, norms, like it's, right? it's
0: specifically the thing that I feel like so many men who don't like the last Jedi are responding to with Luke's character he doesn't is that he? yeah he, he doesn't, doesn't fight yeah. yeah right um and they see his actions in that film as a as a weakness and a loss and they're upset because they think that luke skywalker is supposed to win but in the same way like it's it's interesting and 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 i and i do try challenging people every once in a while when when talking about this stuff but it's like what about what about obi-wan and the way that he dies do you consider that a failure or a victory because i think that it's very clear to obi-wan when he says to to vader strike me down and i'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine he's already won right before before he even steps foot on the death star he already knows whatever happens to me this won't be the end and and it certainly won't be for nothing right so like he he, like that's the way that that obi-wan's story plays out now luke comes at it from a slightly different angle because of what his story entails but it's not that different his apprentice turned on him and everybody and the and the order and slaughtered everybody. It's like it's it's it is the same story, and he goes into exile. Um, and he does that because that's what he learned from his teachers, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So and that was Yoda's point is like you weren't supposed to copy us, you were supposed to be better. If you hit this challenge, if you saw in Ben what we saw in Anakin, you were actually not supposed to treat him the way that we treated Anakin. And so when Luke is, you know, on his tirade uh, of like, oh, you know, at the height of their power, they allowed Darth Sidious to create the empire and blah, blah, blah. Right. When he does that, it's like, well, Luke, you you've done the same thing. Like you've done the exact same thing. Like, yeah, the the galaxy is in shambles. But when you did it, but at the height of your order's power, you allowed Snoke to manipulate you and Ben. Into destroying your order, and plunging the galaxy back into darkness again, like the exact <laughs> same thing happened. Um, but but his moment at the end of that movie is exactly the same moment as Obi Wan's when he steps out in front of uh, in front of Ben in front of Kylo and is like, if if you, what I what what does he say? Because he he says if you strike me down in anger.
1: No, I don't think I think he says. Oh yeah, said, oh, no. I think he this says if you, something... anger, if you strike me down in anger, if you strike me down, I will you, something like that. i always like be father, with you, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah right? just like, your like,
0: like the point of it being like you killed your dad, and so you'll never get like that darkness yeah. will never go away. That pain will mm-hmm. never go away. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and, and he's he is goading Ben into into attacking. Can you see it? Like you can just from the fact that I have a hard time calling him Kylo. Now
1: <laughs> that you have transitioned, that, like, I've completely
0: <laughs> shifted my perspective on that character. Um,
1: I love him so because much because I don't think good.
0: of him as Kylo Ren. I do think of him as Ben Solo, and but that see, Kylo is a mask. Literally, he's it's a mask yeah. that he puts on. Um, and and it, and and this is the thing I couldn't understand it. I thought, how can Ray? This is such a bad example to women to girls. Uh, of Ray going after this abusive jerk, and it's like, but that's never, not not never. Once she connected with him and saw inside his mind and saw, and felt what he had gone through, his entire life, she no longer saw him as Kylo Ren. That's with yeah. Ben Solo, and when, and that's why she's heartbroken when he chooses. You
1: can't give up the mask. Yeah,
0: because she's yeah. like, don't do this don't do that yeah. and that's why the rise of skywalker is a slap in the face because it goes back on that she goes back to hating him
1: yeah it's just it's, they had to reset it like it's and like it should, never existed. she shouldn't
0: hate him she should she's heartbroken yeah that, that ben is that she thinks that ben is lost that he's chosen yeah. to stay yeah. lost right anyways this is all see like it, it yeah it's so hard the Last Jedi is so good. I just wish that they made a sequel to it.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I mean, part of the beauty of all of this craziness and that stories just have a life of their own. And I mean, we talked about J.K. Rowling last time, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, But this idea that, like, why don't you just try to... You can imagine, like, a world in which this story was whatever you want it to be. And I'm sure that there's fan fiction that exists on the internet where... I don't know. That's the beauty of stories and of made-up characters is that at a certain point you get to own them and they get to live inside you and like be part of your own narrative. And
0: well, I, I sent I like you that. I sent you that episode of What the Force that I really yeah. really want you to listen to. Yeah, um, I'm excited. And I uh, I'm actually gonna bring it up so that I can I can name names. Um, but I I the the conversation was was really focused around. Um, like the early days of fandom and uh i uh let's see it's uh uh maggie nowakowski uh was the guest um the mary claire uh, marie claire gould is the host of of what the force um and they and she had uh susan bailey on who was a regular co-host guest sort of thing and um, and then they had their guest Maggie Nowakowski, who has been a Star Wars fan since day one, um, and she was an adult when she first saw um, Star Wars, so she has a very different perspective on on the saga, on all of it, the whole thing, right. than than we do, as we grew up with it, right? Right. Um, yeah. And and she was writing fanfic before there was a an internet to put it on like back like in zines and stuff like that (laughs) she was part of that community and she talks about all of this and it was just such an interesting conversation because she talked about the idea of like like when there was one movie it's like everything was open right right so it's like now we have all of these rules for star wars and it's this or it's that she didn't even think of it as a space opera she thought of it as hard sci-fi like she she thought of it from that lens and so her her early uh fan fiction stuff treats the force as physics not as metaphysics right and it's just it was so interesting to hear this person uh with the the uh, of a 40 plus year history with star wars uh talk about it and and then she gets into some ideas about about the stories and the characters that it was just like um enlightening is the is the best word to describe it i i cannot recommend this episode enough to star wars fans um if you want to s- just hear some perspectives and see some things from from an angle that you may have never seen them before um and i i uh, yeah it's it's just it's it's It is so interesting um the the dynamic of fan fiction and the power that it has um when the the official story falls short and 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 i think that that the sequel trilogy as a whole that's what our last episode of of uh faster more intense was about um that i had uh, i i i samantha uh uh, uh, she came on and, and, and we talked about the sequel trilogy um, and whether or not it's like cohesive, whether or not it's like, like, what's it about? What's it supposed to be about? right? As opposed to the original trilogy and, and the prequel trilogy, which have very clear themes and are very um, uh, easy to parse in that way. And then the sequels, it's like, it's, it's so difficult because they're so disjointed all three films to figure out like, what is this story supposed to be about?
1: I really, really, really want to read the, what the script was before Carrie Fisher died.
0: Well, I th- there was no script; like, there wasn't a full script right?
1: Like, that's the see, thing. that's part of the problem, yeah. too, is that they didn't know what they're going. It has now reached the time that I said I would podcast until. Yeah, we're we are Great. we are done. Um, yeah, but that is that's awesome. Anyways, that's I'm I'm excited for faster and more intense though. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's so chatting. I, I don't know. I, it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a nice journey. I'm on with that one and and I mean like eventually I'm gonna get back to bringing on the regular guests and stuff like that that we have on uh but I am trying to in all ways I'm trying to expand my circles I'm trying to to talk to a lot more women in fandom I'm also trying to uh to to bring more people of color into the conversation um because obviously we have a platform and I want to make sure that I'm not uh wasting that right not squandering it. so um,
1: which is awesome because just because our feeds have gone a little dark doesn't mean yeah. that we well, hey, still shouldn't uh, stop talking about stuff this. Stuff
0: is still happening every day. So yeah. Um, yeah. Don't uh,
1: Thank you for continuing to post stuff too, Mike. I feel like yeah. you think you're shouting into the void, but it's really <laughs> awesome to see people continuing to post stuff. That's good. All the time. Um,
0: yeah. And, and, and I'm going to bring up right here at the end of the episode again, that I, uh, I, all that stuff we've been talking about it, that also hasn't gone away please i uh, i'm still looking for more feedback from you guys on 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 what you would like us to do ongoing to help contribute to some of this stuff um or if there are other things i'm thinking be, be, oh, it, june is now over and we're into july but um that will make we do another donation to another charitable organization something uh, centered around pride or something like that um if yeah because our
1: pride's coming up august yeah. long yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, in vancouver
0: so yeah just like uh if anybody's got any suggestions or a or a charity that's that's important to them uh pass that along and we'll uh i want to try and i think i want to try and make that a regular thing uh along with everything mm-hmm. else that we're gonna do so i like oh uh, cool well i guess that's it i guess that's the episode yeah uh, thank you guys for listening sorry were you gonna say something
1: no and just that we found stuff to talk about as we always always do do. i guess
0: Uh, i i of course you can go to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the thunderquack podcast network and uh, if you want to follow us you can do that over on facebook at facebook.com slash thunderquack on twitter i'm gonna get this eventually (laughs) i'm gonna get this down i'm so close on on twitter at thunderquack pod and on instagram at thunderquack podcast
1: you can also follow us individually on uh, Twitter. I'm at Akonkin, A-K-O-N-K-I-N. You can add an 86 to that for Instagram.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that in three ways. Uh, first, by leaving a, a five-star rating, if you would be so kind, in the podcast service of your choice, um, particularly on iTunes. It, 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 it helps with the algorithms. I'm told uh, and uh, uh, other people will find the podcast. Um, so yeah, we would love we it. Want to talk to people. If you could do that, we can grow our community um, and have even more awesome conversations with you guys. Uh, the other ways are by going to store.thundercrack.com to pick up some merchandise. Uh, I actually do have a couple of ideas for some new shirts. So I'm going to, or new designs really. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hopefully get to work on those soon um, over at store thunderquack.com. Uh and uh, last but not, not least of course as we mentioned before patreon.com/thunderquack where you can kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get all kinds of awesome rewards in the process uh like getting the podcast early, ad free, uh the uncut extended edition, um all that stuff over at patreon.com/thunderquack. Uh thank you to everybody who does support us. Uh, you guys are awesome. We couldn't do it without you, especially our Patreon producers, uh, JJ Samuel and Brian Murowski. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you everyone. And hey, if you are a Patreon supporter and you uh, and you haven't gotten a Facebook invite to the to the Facebook group, I, uh, I did send out messages to everybody on Patreon last week um, just because I was doing sort of my yearly cleanup of the group and kicking people out and adding people in, uh, making sure that everybody was up to date so I uh, maybe if you've got your email notifications turned off on patreon or something just log into patreon check that out and respond back to me with whatever email you use to log into Facebook because sometimes that's different from your patreon one so the initial invite that I would have sent didn't get to you so um, yeah just just check that out uh, hit me up if you want to be added into the group and be a part of the awesome conversations uh, and I'm gonna give a, a quick shout out to, uh, to to Mark Randolph over on facebook who uh, keeps the group alive with with yeah. daily meme posts and it's when he's so when he's busy we know because there's <laughs> no memes for like a day or two and then he'll come back like, oh man sorry and he'll like he'll like hit us with like three or four um, but uh, keeping the conversation alive over there which is awesome and we really appreciate that i again thank you to everybody for listening and we'll be back next week
1: stay safe everyone be kind and wash your hands <laughs>